0: to speak to student volunteers at US Kids for Water, a nonprofit organization driven by students who are passionate about raising awareness about the world water crisis and taking action to combat this imperative issue. Their mission is to raise awareness on issues related to water, environment, and education that impacts communities and to act on them in various ways. Please welcome Anya Maheshwari, Sahasara Konda, Anusha Tarvedi, and Kirtan Prabhu we will all be speaking about the world water crisis and about their role in raising awareness for and bringing light to this humanitarian crisis. Hi Anya, Sahasra, Anusha and Kirtan, how are
1: you guys?
2: I'm good. Hi, my name is Anya Maheshireh. I'm in 12th grade and I've been in U.S. Kids for Water for around three to four years. Hi, my name is Sahasra Kotorakonda. I'm a sophomore
1: and I've been a part of U.S. Kids for Water for four years now.
2: Hi,
3: I'm Anusha Chiveti. I'm a freshman in college and this is my fifth year in U.S. Kids for Water.
4: Hi, my name is Kirton Prabhu and I'm a junior and I joined U.S. Kids for Water about two years ago.
0: Wow, I'm super excited to be talking with you guys and really gain your perspective on this major issue. So to kind of segue into the start of this podcast, I just want to note that there is no doubt that we all have this privilege and that we can receive, you know, the basic necessities to survive without having to worry about the cost and or the time spent trying to get these basic necessities. And at least for me, and I'm sure for you guys as well, it's sometimes hard to put these things into perspective and realize that there are people our age, people younger and older who don't have these luxuries. So my very first question for you is how did you find out about the World Water Crisis and what propelled you to pursue raising awareness about this issue as opposed to any other humanitarian crisis that is present in this world?
3: Um, Karina, so I think I first heard about the world water crisis um, in school, Um, we've watched like lots of um, documentaries and we generally talked about um, the worldwide water crisis um, on days like Earth Day and just in like science class and stuff, and I think one of the reasons that the world water crisis is Um, An important issue for me to talk about is because I have lots of family in India and lots of times um, the availability of water in India isn't very stable. My family can sometimes go without go two or three days without having access to clean water. And that's why I feel like I should use my privilege um, as someone who doesn't uh, face any water issues living in um, the United States. And I feel like that I should do whatever I can to advocate for people all, all around the world who don't have a stable access to water.
1: Yeah, I have the same experience with Anusha and I learned about it in school but the way I learned a lot more about it was through the US Kids for Water founder Ushanti. She actually came to my house with a couple of volunteers and she explained what was going around like on around the world and in India especially. Um so that's how like I found out about the water crisis and I think that I kept going with spreading awareness about this crisis because Although there are so many issues in the world, they all have two sides to them, and there's always going to be an argument on them. But I believe the water crisis is one of those issues where everyone's on the same page. Like, we all agree that there is a water crisis going around, and I think that it is best for us to make use of that and actually spread awareness about it right now, rather than waiting for the future and waiting for all the water to not, like, run out, make sure that people have water now.
2: Yeah, I share a similar experience to Sahasra and Anusha. I have a lot of family in India as well and I'm fortunate enough to live in America where uh having clean water is not is just a privilege. It's where it's something that everyone has around in in America. And um so uh when I joined the uh, US Water that was mainly when I heard about the world water uh, crisis beforehand. I did know about the world water crisis, but I didn't know to the extent of like what exactly was happening around the world. So like joining uh, us kids of water in like 2018, really opened my eyes. That was when I was a freshman in high school. So I was uh, a lot younger and also a lot less mature. So I wasn't aware on a lot of the topics aware, um that were in our world that are facing our world. So like joining U.S. Catch Water and just learning about the world water crisis and you know um, how so many people around the world are facing different things that I am privileged enough not to face, that just really opened my eyes.
4: Yeah, I've been learning about the world water crisis through like various blogs, news, family and friend circles. But you know, through uh, Save Water, Save Electricity Project, I got deeply connected to this world crisis uh which is a great initiative launched by us kids for water and in these two years i've been associated with us kids for water and i feel like this crisis is very critical as water is one of the most basic necessities of every living being and it's in various parts of the world and it impacted everyone very greatly and we all have water right now but in india i know like i lived there for a while and i remember having to like boil water because my family just did not like want to like drink normal water. If we as a human community do not react uh now then the entire world will, you know, not have clean water.
1: I was going to say my family actually does the same thing like we boil our water before doing anything because like my sister and I we always get some type of waterborne illnesses when we go to India and I like that's such a common thing in India and it only happens to us like once every 2 years cuz we go to India then. So I
2: think it's like really important. We spread awareness about it now. Um, When I was there, my mom and my dad were like, okay, um, you and your brother cannot drink any of the water. That's not from like our relatives house. Like when we go to the restaurant, you can't drink the water. They will bring water bottles for you. And I'm like, why? I mean, it's just water, right? It can't be anything bad. It's not like I'm eating some random food off the ground. She's like, no, India is a lot more different than America. You have to drink um, the purified water because there's a lot of, different like things in water in India that you can be susceptible to. And my parents, they were immigrants from India. So they didn't uh, really drink water from the water bottles like me and my brother who were both born in America. They were able to drink the water there because they were more used to it back when they were born. But since me and my brother lived in like um, in the United States, which was a more privileged um, country, we didn't, we weren't um, susceptible to, we weren't exposed to all of these different Uh, contaminants and things in the water in India. So we had to be more careful when you went there.
0: Yeah, and I think this conversation really brings to light the water systems in India and how they are actually very flawed. And, you know, the water filtration systems kind of aren't efficient enough to be able to remove the bacteria and all the germs um, that are in the water that, you know, people in India um, eventually become used to. uh, But, you know, people here in the US aren't because our water is so clean and it's so purified um, throughout the water systems we have, which are clearly more efficient and effective. And honestly, hearing all this from you guys is so inspiring. And to be honest, I'd say that this experience, all of your experiences was so similar to the experiences I had. And I think we can all uh, definitively say that there was one defining moment in all of our lives. And that was when we traveled to India. And that's when we kind of observed how people over there lived and how our own families live there and how this lack of water and this this type of water that is present in India has impacted so many people. And, you know, a lot of people don't really get to see this disparity. So since we're talking so much about our own experiences, I kind of want to tell the audience about a general overview of what the world water crisis is. So could you guys talk about you know, the world water crisis and what have you guys learned Um, and why is it so important that we do something about this issue now? So we've all been just
3: talking about our experiences with India, but I think again, like it's really important to remember that this issue isn't just, you know, Um, isolated to India. Even like, you know, we all heard about the Flint, Michigan water crisis. Um, Though we may think that like, you know, um, growing up in the U.S., we might not have any problems with uh, safe water. It's, that's not necessarily true because um, you know, there are some areas of the U.S. that don't have access to safe drinking water. And I think it's really important for us to, you know, like utilize our privilege, you know, because we do have privilege. We can open a a faucet and we can drink the water straight out of it without thinking twice about it. However, millions of people around the world aren't able to do so. You know, people um, in more rural, isolated areas of the world might have to walk a few miles to be able to get their water. So um, I think just like while I'm working with U.S. Kids for Water and working to spread awareness about um, the water crisis, I really just um, try to do my best to utilize my privilege to help others. So.
1: And here's a little fact adding on to what Anusha said. So every 60 seconds, a person around the world actually dies from a waterborne illness, which is a lot and which is crazy. So the world water crisis is a huge thing and people are not having access to clean water or even water at all in some third world countries. And I think it's important that we spread awareness about this so that even in third world countries, water is a privilege and not um, just for them, like Anusha said, to walk like a mile to go get their water.
2: Definitely. Um, uh, the world water crisis is not limited to just India, just like Anushatra pointed out. It's a uh, it's a it's like present in almost every country we place, even in America and Flint, Michigan. So it's just um, it's just a present everywhere. That's why we need to uh, take action on it and actually you know provide a solution to what we're facing, because in, in the not so distant future, we might go in a world where we won't have any clean water available so yeah we definitely need to do something about it
3: yeah and then also like responding to what Tahasya and Anya said um another an interesting thing i'm uh, not interesting i guess devastating thing is that um right now it is more rural areas or quote unquote third world countries that are like having water issues but um like very fast these issues are going to spread to the rest of the world um in just a few years i think two or three years cape town which is a major city in south africa where four million people live it's expected to go run out of clean water which is the problem right because you know we like to think of the water crisis to only affect um small towns, rural villages in Africa or Asia, but that's not true. It's soon affecting major major cities that have four million people um and and it's only gonna get worse, so that's why it's really important that we act now and we raise awareness now.
4: uh yeah, I really like I researched a little bit and I found out like nearly one point eight billion people in like seventeen countries or you know quarter of the world's population appear to be you know veering towards the water crisis. So it's like with potential of severe shortages in the next few years, that's like a huge thing because that's a quarter of like the human, entire human population because we might think that it's just only a small like com- like countries and stuff, but it's not. That's very sad. Nearly half may be unavailable to meet water demands in 2071. Uh, we might think that that's far away but if we really think about it, that's only 50 years in the future.
1: Kind of adding on to yours and Anusha's point, like, I think spreading awareness about water is not just about spreading awareness about the water problem in other countries. It's also spreading awareness before it reaches us as well, because like Kirtan said, it's gonna reach us one day. And it's really important that we take action now, rather than waiting and procrastinating till the future, like, oh, in five years, maybe then I'll say water. But like, we That's not right, like we have to start acting now for it to make sure that we stop it before it gets to other countries,
2: definitely, like um, I have another statistic that I want to share about four billion people experience severe water scarcity during at least one month of the year um so there's around seven point seven billion people in the world, and four billion is more than half of that like imagine almost half of our country like having severe water um water scarcity that's just crazy for me to think about because like I'm privileged enough to not worry about that but like people uh, out there are not having enough water which is just something that we really need to tackle head on like right now if we wait just a little bit longer just like um and Kirtan pointed out like humanity might be destroyed and like that might sound like an over exaggeration but like it's really depressing matter. And I feel like none of us are, well, not none of us, but like a lot of us are not taking it seriously. It's just really bad.
0: Yeah, Anya, you just said that humanity is at risk of being destroyed. But to me, it's not an exaggeration. I think humanity will 100% be destroyed if no action is taken now. And this issue is imperative. And people need to understand that they need to start doing something now. And It's really clear that these statistics and facts are appalling. I mean, these stats are ranging in the billions. And on Earth, we have 7 billion people, and that number is exponentially rising. So if we're having issues with water scarcity, while our population is exponentially increasing there's clearly a very, very opposite trend going on. And there's no way we'll be able to support so many people with this type of lack of water. And it's also important to note that there are many social barriers that have a huge role in making this issue so large scale. I mean, there's politics, religion, caste division and gender. And this makes it so difficult to combat this issue as a unified force. And eventually this means that The bitter truth is, is that there's no easy way to solve this issue. So it needs to be a collective effort. So kind of transitioning into this idea of a collective effort, I wanted to ask you guys how you've been working on raising awareness about this world water crisis and how you have really engaged the public in, you know, understanding this issue. What projects have you worked on and what are you working on right now to make the change you want to see?
1: Currently, um, for U.S. Kids for Water, I'm working on the Save Water, Save Electricity project. And I think that project is mainly to make it interesting for people to save water and save electricity, while also teaching them over a long-term course, like, you need to do this for changes to come. Because they're going to see changes eventually, and they're going to see outcomes that are positive for them as well. Like, their water bill, it's going to go down. And either way, we're still getting people to save water and save electricity. So um, I think that's one way that we're trying to make it interesting for people to save water and save electricity in the future as well.
3: Um, so I've been a part of U.S. Kids for Water for a few years now. So uh, U.S. Kids for Water started off partnering with um, an organization called Pani Foundation, uh, which aim was to help um, rural villages in India basically become sustainable and self-sufficient uh, and make their own water systems where uh, so that they could receive fresh water um, much in a, in a much more convenient way. Um, so we did a lot of fundraisers for Pani Foundation so that they could support the villages that they were helping. Uh, and then we also um, made a lot of booths in um, cultural events, specifically Indian cultural events, since um, a lot of the volunteers of US Coast for Water are Indian. Um, and we also um, just have been raising awareness by talking in schools. And um, each year we host an annual conference on World Water Day called like the U.S. Cause for Water World Water Day Conference. And we invite a lot of speakers to come speak about what they're doing um, to help the water crisis and to basically teach um, the people that are coming, mostly young children about um, how they can live sustainably and um, help save the earth.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, I've been a part of US Kids Water in 2018. And just like Anusha said, in the beginning, we were uh, talking about the World Water Conference, which was the first one in 2019. And it's basically like the first event which I attended that really addressed um, the crisis. Um, There was many speakers at the event that talked about um, their World Water Crisis in their area um, from many different countries. Uh, after the World Water Conference, I joined the Save Water, Save Electricity team. And I specifically was a leader in the research team where we com- uh, found a lot of different uh, research statistics and facts. And we compiled that and we sent that out to many other people in the community and just tried to make sure that they were aware of exactly what was going on in the world. And that was uh, part of the SHARE Act.
3: Yeah, at U.S. for Water, we really aimed to... Um basically educate um, the general public. I'm sure you guys have heard the phrase knowledge is power. So we really wanna spread the knowledge about like how to basically live sustainably. Um, A lot of people I'm sure aren't even aware that there is a world water crisis. Um, Like I was lucky enough to like learn about it in school but maybe some people weren't. So we really want people to know about what's happening in the world because again like when we live in places that are more fortunate and don't have these problems we don't really think about those who are living across the world or even like in a different state that are suffering because of a lack of water so we really just try to educate people through our different um initiatives that we have whether it be world water day or save water save electricity we really just want to spread the word about the world water crisis
4: i'm also part of uh, save water save electricity and I was working with the research team, collaboration team, and technology team. And when I was part of the research team, I had to research like, different facts about the water crises uh, throughout the world and different methods and technologies to like, help conserve water. And when I was part of the collaboration team, we were reaching out to many different nonprofit organizations or NGOs, which are actively like working to resolve the water crisis and after collaboration with them uh us kids for water is going to try to like work along with these organizations by contributing to like their different projects and activities and i'm also part of the technology team and i'm help building the website and on these websites we'll like we'll post all the information about this project and spread awareness about how to save water and about this initiative
1: it's really great to see how you
0: guys are, you know, leveraging all your strengths, like Girthan you know, you're using your strength in, you know, computer science and using leveraging technology to, you know, spread this issue. And Anya, you're reaching out to people connecting with NGOs and companies to partner up with us kids for water and, you know, continue to raise awareness about it. And um, Sahasra and Anusha, you guys are verbally educating people and talking to people about this issue. And I really want to hone in on this idea of education and just Telling people about this issue. So I know Anusha was saying that people don't necessarily know about this world water crisis. And I think personally, I believe that, you know, at the very root of so many issues around the world, it's the fact that these issues continue to persist because people don't know about them. And I think educating them and just spreading the word about them will definitely change the way people think and affect them to some extent, where even though it's a small extent, we'll be able to reach so many people that it'll be able to change the extent to which these issues are persisting. So I think it's so great that you guys are doing this. And, you know, this is directed to the audience, but I want the audience to know that there are professionals and scientists that are working towards mitigating the world water crisis and they're finding scientific and technological solutions to this crisis. But according to you guys, I wanted to get your opinion and your perspective on this. Do you think these methods that have you know been uh, brought about by scientists and professionals have these methods been effective in your opinion? And if not, what are some issues with the way that they're approaching mitigating the world water crisis?
3: Yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, I there are um, some like techno, technological advance, advancements that have been made um, that have been extremely helpful. I, I was just talking about the Pani Foundation. They've um, they've been Digging trenches and and making uh, and basically building infrastructure in the villages so that the people in the villages can access clean water. So I think technologically, um, there are lots of scientists who are working really hard to make water filtration systems and and uh, and design infrastructure that can help people. Um, I think there maybe are some issues that lie with um, maybe like our government. You know, a lot of people have politicized the whole um, global warming issue and world water like and the water crisis issue. Some people don't believe in it. Uh, some people believe uh, because of like their own um, wants and them wanting to help companies that potentially uh, cause further harm to the earth, um, they don't really support uh, initiatives that help decrease the world water crisis. So that's one thing. I also think messaging um, can be a little bit of a problem. We've all been told Turn off the tap when you're brushing your teeth, you know, uh, make sure you take shorter showers. And that's all extremely important. I think that is something really important uh, that we should all follow. Um, but there are also like bigger ways that we are consuming water that we sometimes don't even know about. And I think that um, leaders should maybe stress the importance of that. Uh, for example, you know, uh, to make one pound of beef, it actually takes 1,847 gallons of water. That's enough water to fill up 39 bathtubs all the way to the top. And that's just one pound of beef. And I'm sure Americans, they eat a bunch of meat Um, every week. And I'm not saying obviously go vegan, but I feel like maybe some people should um, make an effort to like eat more sustainably and live more sustainably in general, Um, because even things that you don't think would consume a lot of water actually do. Um, For example, another example is a pair of jeans. Um, It takes 1,800 gallons of water to produce um, the cotton for the pants. So, um, you know, like fast fashion is such a big problem right now, especially with websites like Sheen and that um, that give people access to really cheap clothing Um, and you know if people live more sustainably use clothes for a longer time buy clothes secondhand then the the water crisis can be mitigated in that way as well so yes it'll be great if you do take shorter showers but there are a lot of other ways that people you know use up a bunch of water like thousands of gallons of water um, that people don't even realize so
1: yeah also speaking on the political aspect that Anusha was talking about I think one issue is that first of all, there are very minimal efforts to actually fix this problem. Like politicians are always talking about I wanna fix this weather or this um climate problem, I wanna fix this water issue. But the efforts that are actually going into it are very minimal and they're not making a change. And also, um, funding is an issue. I feel like because of how politicized this problem has become. Many people are not supporting the the fact that we should put more funding towards helping the environment and helping the water crisis around the world. Um, So, I think those are really the ways that this water crisis is continuing to increase and it's actually not going down, no matter how much effort is being put in by some professionals. Um, So, yeah, that's my opinion on the political aspect of it
2: yeah um going off of what anusha and sahasra touched upon um there are many different professional um, ways that people are trying to clean up but there are there is one that really stood out to me Um, i know i'm not sure if you guys know about the great pacific garbage patch which is has uh, over five trillion plastic um materials in that in this ocean Um, So, like, the Ocean Cleanup is basically the organization that is trying to clean up the garbage patch, and and there's a few ships with um, a net underneath uh, their ship, and they're slowly uh, cleaning up all of the uh, plastic, and they're dumping it on board, and then they recycle that plastic and use that to make other products in the world out of the same plastic. So just like um, you know, cleaning up the ocean, you might not think it's directly related to the water crisis, but uh, cleaning up the ocean it will help to create sustainable um, clean water for available for many different people. Because the ocean is um, highly polluted, which is makes it hard for a lot of people to get clean water. Um, fortunately, I live near Lake Michigan, so that's like the major source of fresh water that we have. But there's not that much. Not everyone has the same um, geographical location as me, where they uh, have ready access to that. Even just in the United States, there's a lot of people that don't live near clean water, where they have to resort to other, um, other techniques. So I mean, I think just like the ocean cleanup is just one way that professionals have been trying to clean, uh, uh, solve the water crisis, and I think it's a really good plan. Um, they're they are starting off a little bit like small but hopefully it becomes a little bit more big term long term situation and it can make a significant impact on our environment yeah kind of adding like
1: anusha's and anya's thoughts together because like anusha was talking about how there are many different ways for people to actually save water um, another way to actually save water is by recycling stuff and not polluting because that stuff goes into the ocean like anya was saying and i think that's so important we have to stop polluting like Obviously, pollution is not going to go away, but we have to decrease our pollution and how much stuff we're like putting away into the trash rather than actually making it into something that we can use every day. And if we do that, if everyone collectively does that, like recycle more, then I believe that the water issue can really decrease at least by a percent or somehow we can change the statistic.
3: Yeah. And going back to, you know, issues that, um, you know, that some and some problems that professionals maybe um, not facing correctly. Um, one important thing is that like a water infrastructure right now in the U S especially, um, and other countries obviously, um, is not in the best state. Um, Actually, around 6 billion gallons of treated water are lost per day from leaky pipes. Like, think about it. Six billion gallons of water that are treated, that's um, consumable for humans. Um, It's just lost because, um, you know, the water infrastructure uh, hasn't been updated. And um, that's another problem that we have. That's something that government officials should be fixing. And it's something that, again, not a lot of people know about. Um, So I thought that was something really interesting.
4: Oh, yeah. Not only is, like, the government, but everyone, like, themselves should do stuff about it as well. Like, I know you guys were talking about, like, just simple things that they could do. Like, obviously, like, turning on, turning off the garden hose, turning off the faucet and stuff. That's, like, simple things. Like, I found facts about it as well. But, you know, that's, like, those simple things, but government should also do stuff. Like, just like Anusha just said, the simple, just leaky pipes... Which is like doesn't seem that much to us right now, but like if you add everything together, that's a lot of water compared to just like, you know, like sometimes like I know like my pipes, like pipes used to like leak back when I used to live in an apartment sometimes like I used to think like whatever, Um, because I was used to it, but then now now looking at it, that's pretty serious because that's that's a lot of water.
0: Just from the hearing whatever you guys have been saying, it's become pretty evident that we have this issue of the world water crisis. But there are other issues rooting out of this huge, huge, huge issue. So Anusha mentioned fast fashion. Then we also have issues with the water infrastructure. So we can't just stop the world water crisis. Before we stop these other issues, so I think it's really important that, you know, we take all these things into consideration and we really, really should think before we act and think before we, you know, go to a clothing store and buy clothes, really question how are these clothes being made, you know, why are these prices so low. Um, And I think it's really important that you know we understand that there are lots of other issues that are uprooting out of this huge huge issue. So. To wrap up this entire podcast, I really want to end on a positive and hopeful note. So, I wanted to ask you guys what change do you believe is needed to solve the world water crisis and conserve our environment? And on that note, what nugget of advice do you want to leave the audience with uh, at the end of this podcast? What do you want them to, you know, just stop what they're doing and really consider after listening to this podcast? Um,
3: I would just encourage the audience to um, you know live sustainably and spread the word about the world water crisis uh, whenever they can. Um, This is something that um, you know can be uh, fixed can be controlled slow down. And if we all play our part in it, then I think I really think that um, we can do something really impactful about it. Um, You know, you don't have to make total uh, complete lifestyle changes. You don't have to go vegan and always buy secondhand clothing, but being conscious about what you do and realizing that your choices do matter and they do affect the environment um, is something that's really important. You know, just that self-reflection aspect. Um, you know, if we stop wasting food and um, start living more sustainably, it'll really make a great impact on the planet.
2: Going off of Anusha, just like, I think I want I want to tell the audience just to like be aware of what you're doing, you know, spread awareness of the world water crisis don't think it's something small because it's something really big and I don't think people are taking it seriously. Just like let everyone know about like what's going on in the world. Like you got to know that we are running out of water and it's not just like in the future. It's like right now, just do simple uh, day-to-day tasks. Like if you're in the shower, try to take a a simple like short shower or when you're brushing your teeth, close the tap and you know, uh, just like not even related to water, but just like electricity as well. Just close the light when you leave the room, Uh, close the tap whenever you're um, done washing dishes. And just like these small things can make a big, big difference because there's 7.7 billion people in the world. If everyone does their part to play in it, I think it can make a big difference. And you know, just like the leaky pipe situation, if you know that's going on in your house, try to just like try to see if you can make some uh, adjustments to that, you know, call a plumber, call someone to fix it. And if that's not available to you, you know, try to make some, let someone know about it. So hopefully they can change the situation as well. So I just uh, wanted to let everyone know, just make sure you are conscious of your behavior in the world water crisis and keep on spreading information about it. Let everyone know exactly what's going on in the world. I want to tell the audience that when you think of
1: the world water crisis, it's not just about turning off the faucet or taking shorter showers or whatever um, that people are usually telling you to do. It's not just about that. When you think of the world water crisis, think about all the different opportunities you can take to actually fix this issue. Like literally, it's as easy as posting a TikTok about water or posting on your story about water or just thinking about how much you're polluting and putting into that trash can or how much food you're wasting, what clothes you're wearing. It's about everything. And If you can't fix it through one aspect, try fixing something through another aspect. There's so many different ways that you can actually make a difference in this world.
0: And just to quickly add, you guys can also become active citizens by reaching out to you know local officials and writing to them about this issue and maybe question them about what your local region is really doing about this issue and have they even considered it? I think that that's a step that you can definitely take to you know start making some bits of change.
4: Yeah, don't don't think the water crisis is just yeah just water. It's also affecting global warming because it's causing global warming because of the lack of rainfalls and all. So this is not only like just a solo effort, this is a group effort. So it's like, I think that everyone should like think, work together, talk with everyone that, you know, you know, just like you guys said, like post a TikTok. I know social media has a very like big effect on human uh, now.
1: And one last thing I just want to like highlight before we end the podcast Um this isn't just about third world country. This isn't just about like Africa or India or Pakistan. It's about us. It's going to be here one day. And like Hirten said, with the evidence he brought up, it's going to be here in just a couple of years, not just like five years or not just 10 years. It's going to be here soon. And we have to act on it right now before it reaches us. And we go through the same troubles and we face the same thing. And there's, it's too late for us to act then. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming
0: on this episode of One Drop at a Time. And I'm personally so grateful to have worked with you on this podcast and not just work with you on this podcast, but also working with you in U.S. Kids for Water and being a part of such motivated students and being a part of this community where we're all driven to make a change. And um, I'm really so grateful to have heard from all of you. And I think this is just going to really motivate everyone listening to this. And I'm really hopeful for the future of humanity. So it was honestly super inspiring to talk with you guys and learn about how you are taking steps to shape a better world for the future. Um, And I just want to end this podcast by addressing all those who are listening. You don't need to be a Bill Gates, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, or even an Elon Musk to make widespread change. If you're motivated, passionate, and driven to make the change you want to see, you can. And Sahasra, Anya, Kiritan, Anusha, they're all examples of this. So once again, thank you so much for listening and joining in on this podcast. And stay tuned for our very next episode of One Drop at a Time. Thank you.